What's going on, guys? It's Mr. Albert here. In this episode, the students of our Passion for Podcasting High School 2.0 program at Rochester Prep, Mr. Sparling and I, tell stories. We tell stories about our lives. We tell stories about the community. And we ultimately practice our storytelling skills, throwing in an advertisement at the end of our story. Because as we might have seen in a lot of podcasts, they throw in product placement. And we practice that here today and really hope you guys enjoy it. I'm excited, guys. Ultimately, we're telling stories. We're talking about monologues. We're talking about intros to podcasts. And just to warm up, we're really uh, we're we're just going to tell a story about our community, our life, Rochester Prep. Um, I know personally, I'm I'm humbled. I'm excited to be playing a role in this class. I, I remember when Miss Dominic, Miss Dominic, actually, she's the coordinator of all the high school 2.0. She's awesome. She's real cool. Um, she reached out to me out of the blue via email, actually. Um, she reached out and I was like, what? Like, how did you find me? What, what's up? This is crazy. I don't know what's going on. What, what, it's not often someone emails my business account. Uh, let's be honest. I'm not a celebrity. And, you know, she reached out to me and told me about high school 2.0 and told me about, you know, some of the extra, you know, curricular classes you guys take as your, you know, scholarly students in Rochester here. Um, and this event really, you know, her asking me was important for so many reasons. I realized that my hard work was paying off. You know, to give you a short history, I, I started my podcast, uh, my first ever show almost five years ago it was October of 2016. And it was a, you know, underground music podcast, basically, you know, all the bars and clubs and places in the Rochester area. I wanted to get in for free. And I wanted to go to music festivals for free. And I wanted to go to party in the park for free. And I just, I would, these are things I was doing anyways, right? I was a huge fan, uh, but I wanted to contribute to the community. I wanted to get into places for free. I wanted to contribute to the community. And I wanted to talk about music because I loved it, right? So started a music podcast four or five years ago without any agenda other than to get into places for free and have a little bit of fun. Um, nowadays, you know, not to toot my own horn. It's actually very humbling. If you Google podcasts in Rochester, music podcast, music promotion, music management. Now, I'll be honest, I have a marketing background. Um, I have a marketing company that's a total side note. So I know how to do search engine optimization. But if you look me up online, I come right up, you know, for some keywords like music promotion. My company comes up first and I was like, wow, I guess this is how Miss Dominic found me. Um, someone taught the podcast class last year and she was like, oh, we, we, we really should keep this going. I, I think the students like that. And she did a Google search and found me on Google. It, it's crazy that that's how she found me. And I'm super humbled for that. One thing that I learned personally is that hard work does pay off at, you know, opportunities come to you out of the blue sometimes. And it happens if you work hard. You know, I, I didn't start this podcast five years ago in order to teach a class. That was not on my agenda, but I put a lot of hard work and effort, you know, putting in over a hundred episodes in my podcast. And before you know it, you know, Miss Dominic's reaching out to me, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, 
So I really learned that opportunities do come to you out of the blue if you work hard and do what you love. So I'm grateful for that. And since then, this is actually just a joke. I don't have a course, but you know, earlier we listened to the Motto Health show where he weaves in advertisers, right? So if I were to weave in an advertiser right here, I'd say since then I've decided to roll out a new course, how to get your podcast showing up first place on Google, where we talk about how to bring your podcast to the top, how to SEO and use keywords on your podcast so people get you found and how ultimately to use Google to bring in new opportunities. Now, listen, I actually don't have a course, guys. I'm doing this for fun. But as we talked about, a lot of times you tell that story and you can weave in sponsors. You can weave in your business. A lot of people start a podcast uh, because they have a business. Let's say they're a landscaper. They start a podcast about popular culture because they like popular culture, right? But their podcast ends up being... Uh, about popular culture, but having an advertisement for their landscaping business in the show. So this is me pretending to weave in an advertisement. That's my short story about the community and actually what brought me here. I don't think any of you knew that yet. I'd never thought that would happen. Um, and I'm excited to be here. So I'm wondering if anybody else has a story. Oh man, Rachel, I was just talking about Miss Dominic and now she's coming in the show. Oh no. What? <laughs> I'm curious, Miss Dominic, can you read the chat box or does it not populate since you just entered? Uh, it hasn't populated because I just came in, but I okay. can. Okay. No. Oh, no. Good. Good. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Is there Is... something bad? Are you talking bad about me? Is that? <laughs> no. Um... This topic is uh, trash talk. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was telling a story that was all about trash talking. No. Um, Dominic. Hey, Christian. Hi. I bet Joshua was just trash talking me the whole time. Most definitely was. (laughs) Now, to keep it simple, um, we're telling stories, you know, about the community, about Rochester. And I told the story about how you reached out to me about this class. And I was like, just caught off guard and humbled and excited. Uh, because I I was like, how'd you even find me? So I told a story about ultimately how like I started a music podcast five years ago and through passion and hard work, opportunities started to come to me out of the blue. So that's the short version. It was all positive. Um, but I just think it's a real cool thing. You were uh, the first person that came up on Google, so. That was also in the, the, uh, (laughs) what Mr. Albert was just saying. Yeah, Yeah. real simply put, we listened to a podcast where he told a story and then he weaved in an advertiser. So my fake advertisement is how to come up first place on Google. Um, I don't actually have that course, but if I did. But I'm talking too much. Harmani, do you want to share your story for the group? Yeah, I actually changed my story because I just, another one popped up and it was way better. So, uh, basically, in ninth grade, I was part of this dance team called Our Girls. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. So, in the summer, there was like this festival. I kind of forgot what it was now. But a lot of people were there. And it was in downtown. And um, 
my dance team, we were part of it and we did like a majorette thing. And it was just a good moment because I really realized like, cause I know before that I danced a lot before that too, but I really realized that I really like doing majorette stuff. So I know um, I really started to think of that as a career choice also. So yeah, it was just very fun moment for me and yeah. How long had you been dancing? I don't know if you said that. Um, since I was seven, but I was on a different dance team back then. Cool. And and I'm I'm an amateur, right? What what does majorette mean? Tell us what that is. Um, majorette is kind of like I'm trying to think how to describe it. I don't know if you ever seen those girls like um. Have you ever seen like um, the dancing dogs, like the show? I'm gonna look it up. Okay, that's cool. But basically, it's kind of like I don't know. I really don't know how to describe it. Right here. You gotta see it to believe it, and dance it. You gotta yeah. see it to believe it, right? It's hard to describe. Cool. Uh, Christian, do you want to share your short story for the group? Um, yes, my baby brother's having a seizure, so can I? Um, um, not, not literally, not literally. He's just screaming a lot. So. Oh, I thought you meant literally. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, you sound way too calm. Let's call 911 for you. That and then especially in the background. Um, but yeah, no, Christian, by all means, do what you got to do. What about you, Joshua? You have a story? Yeah. All right, let's so it. it was my first festival. You know, I was about I know, nine or 10 years old. I was with my sister and my mother. I think it was like the Fringe Fest or something. I'm pretty cool. sure. And so we go there and it's like this big giant wheel. And then, of course, being me, I climbed on it. And I'll climb to the second thing, and while I'm just sitting here screaming at me, I can't hear because you know it's about like 15 feet high. You know, I'm a kid, you know, doing whatever. And then I'm just sitting there hanging there, just swinging on it. And then she's just like screaming her lungs out until I know this day she actually screamed my name because we had about a 20 minute conversation about that when I got older. And then after that, we went and got, you know, ice cream and stuff, you know, kind of returned normal. It wasn't really nothing, you know, too heavy or nothing. Yeah, but don't climb on things, kids. Can you uh, can you do some product placement right now? What are you going to advertise for this? Um, speaking of the French Fest, it is coming up. So get your tickets now. Oh, is it virtual? Do you know what's up with French Fest this year? I have no clue. <laughs> I know they were selling tickets for it to be online. Right. But other than that, I have no clue. I think that's true. Wait, so Joshua, you were so you're at Fringe Fest with who and you climbed up on a what? My mom and my sister. And like okay. they had like uh it was basically like a big wheel. Like it was like a metal wheel that they were doing one of their performances on, but it was just sitting there. See, they weren't using it at the time, so I climbed on it. You uh, Were you the type of kid that you had to keep your eyes on all the time? No, only sometimes. <laughs> but what? But those sometimes uh, 
Or that it was only like twice. Only like twice that you climbed up on the 15 foot prop at fin- <laughs> French Fest. Are you allowed at French Fest? Are you allowed back? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Are you can- it was- I was a kid. You can't ban it. If you see pictures of me when I was a kid to now, I look way different. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't know. Everything was a toy. Like those, you know those like defibrillator things on the walls. You know, like, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's in schools. There, I think they're supposed to have them, but like, in case someone has like a an episode, or like their heart goes into cardiac arrest or something, they're supposed to be able to like access a defibrillator. But like, I just like saw a button to press, and like when you press those buttons, like they call the fire department and a bunch of police come to the location because I think someone's had in cardiac arrest. Um, I didn't know that. I just thought it was like. A fun vest. So the people didn't like me in their schools because I would press the defibrillator <laughs> button. On set, it's just loud now. That's all right. We can we can uh, tune it out because I'm super interested to hear your story. Yeah, and great job, Joshua. I one thing I, I was impressed with is your tonality. I was compelled. I was listening. I was on the edge of my seat, so I love that. Yeah, I completely agree. What do you think, Christian? I was just basically all Corona because, like, when Corona hit, I remember I seen the paper that the school got closed on the thing, and I was mad happy. And now it's just been, like, the longest time for Rona, so it was mad boring. Like, there's nothing to do now, and it's just, like, I don't want to go back to school just to socialize, and then it's, like... Kind of just like, nah, I'm good, but I don't know. But I don't know. It changed because at first it was like, oh, I get no, like, there's no school. Like, we're going to be set. Like, I get to do things that I want to do. Don't have to worry about school. And I was like, I mean, I'm doing school anyway. So could just, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's been a real learning experience for everybody. I want to get back in person just to socialize. I, I've got a few friends I see often. I have friends I haven't seen in a year, right? It's crazy. Yeah, and uh, Christian's podcast is brought to you by the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. So go sign up. Get the vaccine. <laughs> Even though I'm trying and I can't. I get an email almost every day from the people who are like the county saying educators are available. There's some vaccines you can get tomorrow. By the time I log into the website, they're out. They're like, all right, try again tomorrow. Like it's going to happen again tomorrow. Um, so yeah, Christian, I'm with you. That's uh, that's actually kind of what my story is about. So obviously I didn't grow up in Rochester. I don't know if that's obvious. I didn't grow up in Rochester. Um, like I think everyone else here did. So my my uh, story is a little more general. Um, I'm kind of highlighting like the musical talent that I grew up around because I, I grew up in a very big town, uh, big school, and a lot of when you have a lot of people, you're going to find a lot of talented musicians. But more than anything, it's a story of just like the val- the social value of school. Christian, you're talking about like you're still doing school, but like you're not in person like getting to see your friends and stuff like that. Um, 
So I guess my my podcast is also brought to you by the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines because I want to get I want you to ha- be able to have the experiences that I'm about to describe right here. And it's very simple. Um, there was a school co- like a school concert where like the local bands or musicians or performers uh, could just sign up and like have people listen to their music that they've been creating. And a lot of my friends were in this like band. I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. But I was kind of a nerd, so I never like officially like did the band thing. Like I was like, no, man, I have to, I have to like study. Like, I have to do, like these kind of things. I don't have time for this kind of stuff. But they all did, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And they were, and they were just really talented. Uh, and one of them, like, I was really close with. And while the concert was happening or while they were performing, it started raining really, really hard. Um, so he needed me to help him out by bringing his car around so they could put their instruments back in the car. But I'm only like 13 or 14 years old. So this is the first time I've ever driven a car. So this guy is telling me, go take my mom's car, drive it around the school in the pouring rain at night, even though you've never done that before. So, (laughs) so I'm 13 or 14 years old. And as I'm in this car, and of course, it's this big Chevy Suburban. It's the biggest car that like you can legally drive before it's like a commercial vehicle. Um, and I'm terrified, but I'm like, I'm so happy to be like a part of this experience. Cause like I said, like, I thought it was so cool that they were in a band, like by me just like driving the vehicle to transport their instruments. I almost felt like I was in the band. Um, but it was raining so hard that the sunroof was leaking. Like there was so much pressure from the water that it was raining inside the car. So my first time driving a vehicle was at night alone in the biggest car you could legally drive without like a commercial license. And it was raining inside the car. Um, But I drove around, no accidents. Everything went smoothly. Uh, Thank God for that. I don't know. I really don't know how it had a happy ending. Um, By all accounts, it really should have me. It should have ended up with like me smashing into someone's like Honda. Um, But luckily it didn't. And I don't know. That that was just a very fun and enjoyable and like formative moment for me because it made me feel like I was part of something, part of that like musical experience. And it was really exciting because I got to drive a car for the first time. But obviously when we're all like locked up in our houses, I feel like just those little moments we get to miss out on. Um, And here I am 15 years later, not quite 15 years later, um, thinking about it. So I just feel like those moments are more valuable than we give them credit for. Oh, and, uh, This podcast is brought to you by, uh, what is it called? Flex Seal Clear. So it's a clear aerosol spray where you can uh, rubberize the seal of all your windows. That way water is never going to leak into your your friend's mom's Chevy Suburban. You can buy them at your local or chain hardware store. I didn't know you were a little outlaw. That's wild. I was asked to do a task and I wanted to be part (laughs) part of the team. Has that been reoccurring? So that you sound like an, an outlaw, but has anything like that happened, you know, since then? That seems like one of those grand moments where you you really come out of your shell and just just do it, you know? Yeah, well, uh, those opportunities kind of minimize as you get older because you just can do all those things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, there's nothing exciting about driving the car anymore. Um so, I don't know. And especially in the last year and a half, I don't like it's, it hasn't been a very uh, spontaneous year and a half. I mean, it's been 
curveballs every single day from like the outside world, but in terms of like what I do today, day to day, you know, I mean, we talked about how every Wednesday of January was like momentous, you know, it was insurrection. It was inauguration. It was impeachment. And then <laughs> on Wednesday, uh, there was that GameStop situation with like the stock market being turned upside down. So the, the world is throwing me curveballs, but me myself, not very spontaneous during COVID. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? You know, maybe not even during COVID. Have any of you guys had those like out of comfort zone moments where, I mean, I'm not going to turn you in. Maybe you do something bad, like driving a car when you shouldn't be, or you you have any of those spur of the moment moments, you know, those times that you really came out of your shell and did something that maybe even crazy, you know, you never know. Yeah. Like maybe you, uh, climbed a 15 foot wheel. <laughs> yeah. What a dumb question. I already, I already know one of these stories. I've never done anything like that. I'm a, I'm a baby about that, that kind of thing. I'd be, hey, at least I didn't get a felony driving a car. I'm not supposed to. Honestly, that <laughs> if I crash into a car, that would have been, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be paying off the, paying off the payments. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to drive when I was a kid. You were? Yeah. We used, um, I used to have like dirt bikes and my dad let me drive his car. Oh man. That sounds super fun. Yeah. Why did they let you drive though? You... He was 17 or something. So he was pretty, uh, he wasn't at his most responsible age at either. So he just like, it was, he was raining. He needed to get his gear in the car. He wasn't going to lug his, uh, his like expensive instruments through the rain. And I guess he just didn't want to try- walk over to the car. Um, so I don't think he thought it out too much, but I guess he was feeling so confident after the performance that he didn't think anything could possibly go wrong. Confidence can get you in trouble sometimes. And I still want to hear about what, uh, Harmony's Wegmans experience or Walmart experience. Oh yeah. It's kind of like a, like a cliffhanger. Like, so basically, oh yeah. So Basically, usually I just go into Walmart, got a few stuff, something like, and then last week she sent me with a whole long list. Like, this was a real grocery list. So I went in there and it was mad crowded. But basically, I did everything, but I was just acting like I was shopping for my apartment or something. And yeah, it was pretty crazy because I had a had to organize everything in the cart and I had to do that with three packs of water bottles like it was taking up so much space but yeah it was cool and then I was just thinking like dang in a year I'm gonna have to do this like for real for real I'm gonna have to do this for my own apartment like that is crazy but yeah that's what happened that's one of those things where it's like you, you go grocery shopping for the first time like for real for real it's like I'm growing up, you know, like and sometimes it's just like a powerful moment, even though it's just like you're just buying groceries. But it's like you're you're out there buying groceries like, um, <laughs> you know, it's almost like that first time I drove a car. Like that felt like a, an adult thing that I was doing, even though, uh, you know, I give the keys back to him. I'm like, I never want to do that again. That was so terrifying. But like it was still like I had a sense of pride out of that. Um, 
that being said, I don't recommend driving until you have your, at least your permit. And then you have a supervised person <laughs> in your car, but yeah. And grocery shopping, grocery shopping could be stressful. I buy the same thing every week, but I was asked to uh, get a few other items that I didn't know where they were in the store. <laughs> it took me like an extra 45 minutes just because like to find my, like find my uh, bearings in the grocery store. Yeah, it's it's good to ease into the grocery shopping. You know, when I started, I'll admit it, I was I was eating ramen, I was eating mac and cheese. I didn't really have a sophisticated grocery list like we do today. And you know, my girlfriend's kids, they're always like wanting things and stuff. And I don't think people realize it's a couple hundred dollars a week sometimes just to go grocery shopping. It it's an event. It's an a it's an expensive event. So you got to have a little bit of fun with it. It only gets better. You eventually you get to choose everything you want. You don't. That's the best part, in my opinion. Once you get older, is when I go shopping for myself. There's not a single thing in the cart that I don't like, and I love that. 